Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar. So strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert. Pretty damn batshit. Merde. This episode's topic... Time off. Time off. Let's take some time off, everybody. Everybody needs some time off. Everyone needs time off. How are you with time off and vacation? Uh, <laughs> yep, me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I grind myself into dust. Yeah. And then I take a mental health day. You're right. But it's, <laughs> but it's like a forced mental health day. Yeah. It's never like a... And you never get anything done. No. It's not like you're doing anything leisure. You're just like, I'm going to lay on the couch all day. Yeah. I'm just not going to interact with anyone or anything. I'm just yeah. going to, yeah, veg. I, you know, I, I brought this up to Brad as a topic because Mandy and I are trying to plan like a mini vacation right now. Like we're trying to plan a road trip. Which sounds like a lot of fun. Like, all the places we want to go sounds really cool. It's going to be like a week and a half. But because of the nature of our business, you know, all of a sudden I have these auditions or she has these opportunities. And I know how valuable those breaks are, those vacations, mm-hmm. those time offs are. But they're really hard for me to take. Do you find the same? Yeah. Yeah. Like, walking away. Yeah, it's hard to just step away. Uh, for enough time to make it worth it. Right. Do you think that's like a FOMO thing, like a fear of missing out on something? or Maybe, or like just the messed up American work ethic. Maybe. Because, I mean, we take the least amount of vacation of anyone in the world. Oh, yeah. No, I remember I was in New Zealand years ago. We did New Zealand in two weeks, uh, buddy uh, Jared and I, and uh, we met this like Canadian couple that were like, yeah, we're just here for like six months. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you know our jobs. We're like, go ahead. And I was like, what? <laughs> don't understand that. How does that work? I don't get it. Man. Uh, it's crucial time off, walking away from what you do with the people you love and like decompressing. And we don't do it. Yeah. We don't do it. And you want to talk about something that's going to only foster more mental illness and more complications to the illness you already have. Uh, how about not taking a break? Oh, God. Yeah. Tell me about it. You know, and there have been so many studies that show that people who take a legitimate vacation for about two weeks mm-hmm. go somewhere, step out of their life, don't check their email. Right. Don't, you know, accept phone calls from work, that when they get back to work, their productivity soars. Right. But we don't do that. And you know what's funny is you just said, take a two-week vacation. Yeah. I'm like, how many of you listeners out there actually have a two-week vacation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. And I, if you do, are you taking it two weeks all at once? No, you're breaking that shit probably up. Probably, you're right. And, and you're, you're probably like, not taking some of those vacation days to actually take vacation days. You're probably taking those vacation days because your kid's sick and you got to stay home. You got to get dental surgery. You got to get dental surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to, you know, sneak that person over the line. Because uh, we, we always say that this isn't a political podcast, but I, I'm just going to say here, American work is broken. It's broken. <laughs> it's very broken. It's very broken. It does not give a shit about you. You are a cog in the machine. It will grind you into dust and then replace you yep. once you are dust. Yep. <laughs> I, I think that, oh, another reason I wanted to bring this up is because I just, I, the idea of taking a vacation is, so when I was a kid, um, my dad, my mom and dad had a timeshare, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember asking him when I got to be like 18, 19, 20, I'm like, hey, so, you know, you had that timeshare and when we were kids, 
a once a one week a year, we'd go to it was usually Newport, Rhode Island, which is about forty five minutes from our house. But you could have, in theory, like traded it for like you go to Pittsburgh or you go to North Carolina or Florida or something like that. Right. And I said to him because it was an investment. I'm like, do you are you glad you did it? And he goes, yes, but only because it forced me to take a vacation. Because it forced me to say to go on that week. Otherwise, I was wasting money. He he wouldn't have gone. He otherwise. would not have gone. He yeah. never would have taken a vacation. Yeah. And now you know, hindsight obviously is twenty twenty. Now he's traveling to Europe to see my sister. He comes out here once a year. You know, you know, he him and my mother still go to Newport and enjoy their timeshare and so on and so forth. But it's just not built into the culture. It's not built into his personality to take that break. Yeah. And how how messed up is that? Because we we all go through horrible things that we need to be able to step away from and we just don't. Yeah. We never do. We just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Um and I think when you have something like this that probably gets compounded because mm-hmm. you are taking so many mental health days. Right. When you need them and then you feel bad about taking large chunks of time off. Right. Um you know, I I a model I think we should adopt in this country is the 35 hour work week. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of places in Europe that have adopted that. And what they found is that productivity increases. People yeah. are getting more done in 35 hours there than we do in 40 here because they have more time off to rest and recuperate. Well, so honestly, look at your work day. Do you need eight hours to get all of your work done in your work day? No, I would argue not at all. No. Like I would say I need two to four max yeah. max. And that's if I'm busy. Yeah. And yes. Focused I, hours. Yeah. Focus, that's what I mean. Yeah. Focused hours. Right. Yeah. And the nature of our work nowadays is you're supposed to always be connected. Right. Like you always have to have yeah. your email or your phone right next to you because you don't know if 8 p.m. your boss is going to need some, you know, report yeah. or something. So you never actually get time off. Right. So you're not actually you're turning off. off right. Yeah. And then you feel guilty when you do turn your phone off or you do shut down your computer. Yeah. And so. When you go on your vacation, I mean, do you feel rested? Do you feel relaxed on no, your vacation? Does because no, they're really. constantly checking their phone. Right. And, and, and if you're not walking away from the thing that's giving you the stress and the anxiety, and yeah. how are you ever going to heal in and, any way? Yeah. And then when you are at work for those extended hours, I don't even mean just eight, like some people who... You know, you're you're at the job eight, twelve hours. Twelve, yeah, sixteen. You're do like you said, you're doing four hours of work, and the rest of the time is bullshit. You're either wasting time. I always think of uh, in uh, office space. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, Bob's. I get in about fifteen minutes late, and I come in through the side door so Lumberg doesn't see me, and then I just kind of <laughs> stare at nothing for thirty minutes. I think in the course of a day, I probably get about twenty minutes of work done. Actual work done, yeah. <laughs> and then they like promote him. Yeah. <laughs> Love movie. If you guys haven't seen Office Space, watch Office Space. Yeah. It's a fantastic film. Um, I, I want to. I when I actually am on the vacation, when I am outside of Los Angeles, I tend to be more relaxed. I tend to be easier going. Yeah. Um, but that, but it's so rare because I don't want to take that break. I feel like if I take that break, for me. It's like I'm missing out on opportunities or someone else is going to get a leg up on me or uh, I'm wasting my time taking time off. Yeah. But vacation is not a wasted time. It's 
it's recoup it's recouping time like if, if, if you're at the gym right if your job is the gym and you're hitting the gym every damn day for eight hours a day 40 hours a week there's nothing wrong with taking a rest day if you don't take a rest day your muscles are going to explode yeah <laughs> and you know your spine's gonna crack under the pressure of the weight not to mention like your family and friends and community that you want to try and continue to maintain. How are you going to do that when you are, you know, enveloped in this shit that really doesn't matter at the end of the day? Yeah. I mean, you have to have time where you decompress Mm -hmm. and you recharge mentally. Right. You know, we're also, I mean, we talked about this on the sleep episode. We are so underslept as a culture. Oh, it's terrible. So we're not even getting that rest. So every day you're underslept, your brain you know, I'm, I'm just making up a number here, but let's say your brain's only operating at like 75% capacity. Okay. Because you're already underslept. Now you don't even take any time off from work, so you're constantly just draining all the mental reserves you have. By the end of the week, at best, you probably got about 50% of, of your your best effort right. that you can put toward anything. You're not operating at peak capacity. Right. So you're not only not getting as much work done, your work quality isn't as good as it would be if you just rested. Right. And then when you take your vacation or your rest, you don't get back up to 100%. You don't because you don't take enough time to do that. And you don't take uh, the relaxed type of time you need. You know, yeah. like oftentimes, like you were saying, Brad, it's like it's a mental health day. I'm taking a mental health day today, which yeah. means I've hit a breaking point. Yeah. And I need a day to recharge and get back to like thirty percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, what? It's like you gotta you gotta take the time off. You gotta relax. You gotta go to the Thai massage parlor. Yep. Make sure you ask for the. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say happy ending? I did. You? I did. Yeah. And that's not his name. No, no. They, <laughs> you, you ask. You ask for Jola. Jola. Um, Who does the happy? Endings? Yeah, right, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it makes <laughs> makes complete sense. Um, but yeah, so one of the reasons I want to talk about this, because again, we're trying to plan this vacation and every part of Mandy and I are is fighting this vacation. Like we're not trying to actively fight it, but we see these opportunities that might be coming or we see this, um, the cost or we see the semantics or we see the, the, the difficulty in planning it. And find a hundred reasons. Not, not to, to take it. the time off. And because all the things I just mentioned also require mental energy that we may not have during the day. Right. Because I mean, some, even just something I imagine like, what are you going to do with the dogs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or we're talking about taking the dogs with us because it's yeah. a road trip. But now the semantics of taking the dogs with us. Yeah. That's its own thing because now we got to find Airbnbs that accept dogs. we got to figure out how far we're going to drive each day, where that Airbnb is going to end up. And, you know, Mandy's like, oh, we can just, you know, why don't we figure it out day by day? I'm like, well, then we're going to book Airbnbs at the last minute. It's going to be expensive as hell. And, you know, yeah. and now the very thought of planning all this is draining. Like, yeah, <laughs> my vacation is, is exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. Just planning it. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, I, I keep bringing up Jared, who's a good friend of ours. Jared lives for planning vacations. Yeah. Like, he will sit there. He planned my bachelor party. And... For months ahead of time, he was like, check out this cool place I found. Check out this cool winery we could go see. And he just loves it. He loves, like, watching those YouTube videos yeah. and learning about the – and it just sounds so exhausting to me. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, right? Because you're talking about taking a vacation. You're talking about relaxing. You're talking about planning pleasure. You're planning pleasure. Yeah. 
and it's daunting. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Well, because sense. That's, that's what we've turned everything into in this culture. How so? What do you mean? You, you have to, we have to plan every little aspect of everything. And there's a hundred businesses that are mm-hmm. involved and everybody's got their hand out to make money. Yep. And so it's just exhausting. You know, it's not because like, like, you know, 30 years ago, you know, when grandpa was like, come on, kids, let's get in the car. We're going on a road trip. Going to the beach. Yep. You just went. Yeah. And it's like when you got tired, you're like, there's a roadside motel. Yeah. And you stopped and that was it. Well, well, the, other, well <laughs> like, the, the other part of it is you want to not be taken advantage of on your vacation. Right. Yeah. Like you want to go if you're going on you going to the Caribbean. Right. You want to go on a whale watching trip. You want to go jet skiing. You want to yeah. go snorkeling. You want to go stay at a hotel. There are people seeking to take advantage of you when you're doing all those things because that's how they make their living. Yeah. Right. They're like, if we can get an extra 20 bucks, 50 bucks out of these people, that's that's going to make a huge difference in my life. So all of a sudden, the planning of these events becomes almost like a chess match trying to figure out the best way to have the most profitable and relaxing vacation. As yeah. opposed to, you know, uh, Mandy and I, we, we, we were on game, we're on game shows. We've been on game shows a number of times and we're always trying to win a trip and we'll win these trips to these locations. And Jared will be like, what are you going to do there? I'm like, nothing. I'm going to go, I'm going to sit by the pool or sit on the beach and drink something frozen and read a book or go in the water and we'll go to a dinner. And, you know, because that's my idea of a vacation is not yeah. doing anything like not being forced to try and piece out who's the best tour guide who's going to charge me the least amount of money to take me up Machu Picchu. Right. And, you know, you know, I was, I was talking about this with uh, Jess and I were talking about this the other day uh, is the idea of like just having an adventure mm-hmm. like you just drop somewhere you don't go through all the the rigmarole of figuring out like yeah which tour guide is gonna right 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 be the cheapest blah 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 you just go and hey. you wander around and you pretend you're a local and you run into stuff and yeah, you, you go to like, thailand you, prepare, you yeah, pretend you're yeah, a local you pretend you're local <laughs> no but you know you just kind of like like oh that restaurant looks good yeah just walk you in know? there yeah. right you know and yeah i i want to see machu picchu do i need a tour guide is that something i can do on my own i don't know, you know? i don't know you know but uh, you, yeah. you get there and you figure that stuff out go- you know? going back to uh my bachelor party uh we ended up going to europe because my sister lives there and we could stay at her house for free so it was a lot cheaper um the best meals we had in europe were the few times that we went to like a random farmer's market that we happened to stumble upon and grabbed some local cuts of meat and cheese and cooked it up at the house right and like bought wine from the grocery store and it was a fucking fantastic meal yeah best trips i've ever taken have been like that yeah worst trips have been when i went with someone who was like we have to plan out everything beforehand i want to tour this place let's hire this tour blah 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 and those were just excruciating to plan and not that fun when you get there because then you're on a time crunch. You get yeah. up and you're like, oh, maybe I kind of want to sleep a little late today. Let's wander down to the cafe. Oh, we can't because at 10 a.m. we got this painting class. That's how that's <laughs> painting class. That's how my, my mother plans a vacation. My mother's always been that way. Like every minute is always accounted for, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I understand because the woman got no time off. Between raising us kids and working her job and dealing with my father in the house and whatever, like. Her idea of enjoyment on a vacation was having every moment planned. And that's that's because her idea is that like, oh, this is how I'm going to enjoy everything. 
I'm going to see everything and do everything and get encapsulate everything in this yeah. week of time or two weeks of it's time. It's like you, you see these people who take like a two-week vacation to Europe. And they're like, all right, day one, we're going to be in Rome. Day two, we're going to be in Venice. Right. Day three, we're in yep. Paris. And it's, it's like, are you seeing any of those cities? Well, this is it. We, we actually <laughs> had to put the kibosh on some of the plans for the bachelor party because they were like, okay, we're going to drive eight hours this day to get to this town. Then the next morning, we're going to wake up and drive four hours. I'm like, I understand why you want to do all that. Like, yeah, I want to see all these parts of France too. But at the same time, I don't want that to be the, the experience. I want yeah. us to like enjoy each other's company and like, I and enjoy the place where you enjoy you're the at. place. Like yeah. there were, there were days where the five of us would just go, have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a cup of a uh, cup of chocolate. Which I love the idea that by the way you just go and have melted chocolate. Like that's a drink. Yeah, I think it's cool. And not hot chocolate, <laughs> like melted chocolate. Yeah. And we're just staring at like these buildings, these these cathedrals that are five hundred years old, six hundred yeah. years old, and like that was a great spending of two hours. We didn't need to go to a winery and do a tour. We didn't need to see some, you know, uh, ridiculous, uh, ridiculously old piece of architecture in like a in a tourist sense. Just being there and inhabiting the space, yeah, like that was so restful. Mm-hmm. That was so restful because it's the same reason I like to go to sports games, sports games, sports matches, however you want to phrase it. Because when I'm at an Angel City game watching soccer or I'm at a Dodgers game, or I'm at a Lakers game, or a Clippers game, whatever. I am only there. I'm only at the game. I'm not checking my email. Right. I'm not texting anyone. I'm watching the game. Right. And I've spent money to watch this game. So I am obliged, in a lot of sense, if I want to get my money's worth, to tune out the rest of the world and spend four hours trying to watch the Dodgers win a baseball game. Yeah. And there's something very restful about that. Enjoying Batshit? Please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. But it's, but at the same time, I see people go to these games and get, like, obliterated drunk, right? Yeah. Or or they're, like, they're, like, super revved up and they're arguing with people about whose team is better and uh, who had the best, you know, uh, on base percentage and this and that and this. I'm like, how is that restful and enjoyable? Right? Because yeah. that's what sports is supposed to be. Sports is supposed to be recreation for the working man. Yeah. And we've even changed, turned that into fucking fantasy football where we're keeping track of statistics and, you know, monitoring people's health. And because it, we've turned it into fucking work. Because you can't just enjoy anything in this damn country. Right. <laughs> this is damn country. Is <laughs> your burger burger burger. <laughs> No, but I mean it. Like you turn that. But it's right true. Again. Like everything here, it's like you either have to any hobby you have, you have to figure out a way to turn it into a money make, money making enterprise, or you have to turn it into a way where you're doing a lot of work for nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> like, well, I, mean, well, I I stream Dungeons and Dragons, which is supposed to be like a game. Yeah. But there are people on my show and even the show itself that are trying to make a living doing it. And I don't judge them for that, but that's such a foreign concept to me because I view this as recreation. Right. Much like I view baseball or football or whatever. It's the gig and hustle culture, and it Mm. permeates out to everything. Yeah. You know, again, I mean, where fantasy football comes from is that 
most fantasy football leagues, there's money attached. There is money attached. Everybody throws some money into the pool, and now we're going to do a shitload of work, I don't, do and you, then maybe you'll win it. Have you ever done like a fantasy football? Uh, I don't know enough about football know, to be able to do it. I, I mean, I, I know some about football, so like I will occasionally play casually. But the last time I was invited to join a fantasy football team, someone was like, yeah, it's just 250 bucks." I'm like, I'm sorry, what? $250 to enter? He's like, yeah, 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 but the guy wins like five grand. I'm like, I I don't care. Like, that's way too much pressure to put on myself for something I'm supposed to be enjoying. Right, because now you've got, oh, shit, it's five grand. I got to do a lot of work on my fantasy football team. Right, well, then, and and this goes back to the whole idea of vacation, right? Because Mm -hmm. vacation has become something that's so unattainable, whether it be through, you know, your work not giving you enough days off to how expensive some of this stuff is. Planning that vacation and going on that vacation is an ordeal. And and you're worried about not getting your dollars worth or not getting your time's worth. That all of a sudden it's not restful anymore. Yeah. All of a sudden it's become a new job. You know, all of a sudden this thing that's supposed to bring you all this relaxation and pleasure is only bringing you more stress and aggravation. Yeah. And that's just a fucked up way of viewing uh, um, your time off. And your time off is critical for your mental health and your physical health. health like, the relationships you have, familial or uh, uh, friend-wise, I mean, you need that time to connect with these people. You need that time to step away from the day, daily grind. And we've made it impossible to do that. We've made it impossible yeah. to do that. Yeah, and We pressure each other. We, our work pressures us. Our family pressures us. Well, it's, like you said, even if you go on vacation, your phone's blowing up with emails or whatever. Even even if you're off and it's not people directing it to you, it's going to be like, like, oh, I know what's going on with this project. That, mm-hmm. Oh, Dave just, uh, you know, Dave answered, but he's missing this piece. I better yeah. chime in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm CC'd yeah. on this email, so I better read it even if I don't have to respond. Right, it's, right. Uh, damn it. It makes me so angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know, the the speed of the modern world combined with our kind of, uh, I'm going to call it a toxic work ethic. It is very toxic. I agree with you. But it, was, yeah. it, it surrounds capitalism, right? Yeah. Like, it, because we're capitalistic, my dogs are going nuts, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I feel like Beans and Frankie should be on the podcast one night. Just yeah. because they're they're so <laughs> integral yeah. to our podcast. <laughs> I mean, I just want to be involved. Um <laughs> What was I talking about? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, toxic work ethic. <laughs> toxic work ethic. Right, right, right. Because uh, that's what's going to get you ahead. That's what's going to make you successful. But you're yeah. becoming successful and you're getting ahead to make more money, to be in a position of power, to not spend any of that money or use that power to better you or your family's life. Right. Right. No. Instead, you're going to buy a bigger house, which is going to require you to work more. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a higher standard of living, which is going to require more expenses. That's going to require you to work. I yeah. mean, it's but you're not going to enjoy that house or that higher standard of living. No, you're at the office. You're the at the time. office all the damn time. Great. Yeah. You have a three hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini that you drive to and from work. Great. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Way like, to go. pal. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah. Me and my 2011 Versa uh, yeah. <laughs> will be waving at you from the side of the road. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the other reason I wanted to bring this up is because I've said it in the past and I'll say it again. I do well with the schedule. Yeah. I do well with, like, 
I get up. I try and get up at the same time every day. I have the same, like, protein shake for breakfast. I take the dogs for a walk at the same time. Like, that's when I do well. But when I go on vacation, like real vacations, and I've only started acknowledging this in the last couple of years, I'm happier and I don't follow the schedule. Yeah. And, and that's weird to me, right? Because here in Los Angeles, here where I work or live my life, I need my schedule to get by, to be healthy, mm-hmm. to, to process. So does that just mean like I'm doing it wrong? You know what I mean? Like, because you're not meant to be on vacation all the time. Like, or you can't be. I mean, I don't know, because you you use the schedule as a way to manage your bipolar. Sure. Um, and so when you have daily tasks that you need to do, that's the thing about a true vacation, is you don't have to do any of that shit. Right. You don't have to work. You don't have to deal with work. You don't have to, you know pay the bills you don't have to water the lawn whatever it is you do i haven't watered my lawn i don't know if you noticed that walking up tonight uh i gotta fix my sprinkler system but but i think that's the thing and i think that's probably what's nice about a vacation is you get to take a break from your routine not just the work right the routine yeah but the the routine routine is what keeps me sane yeah but i don't need that routine well it's like again like uh working out like working out keeps you healthy but you got to take days off from it Sure. You know, so sure. I mean, maybe it's like that. Your routine keeps you healthy, yeah. but or, you still have to take a break from it. Or, or even it's that idea of like, if you need to stretch yeah, after you lift, you have to, or you're, you know, all the lactic acid is going to fuck your muscles and you're not going to get the, the results you want, you know? And if you don't have to stretch, but if you do stretch, your life's going to be better. You're going to see more gains, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But because when you're on vacation, you're not lifting, you don't need to stretch. Yeah. So is my schedule my stretching? Because I'm dealing with life here in Los Angeles, which is the lifting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because Mandy and I went to Hawaii for a honeymoon back in February, and we did different shit every goddamn day at different times, woke up at different times, went to bed at different times, ate different types of food, you know got on the bus and just went to the other side of the island. Like, you know what I mean? We did all sorts of crap. And I was never stressed about any of it. Yeah. And and there was no schedule and there was no, like, points I had to hit. Which took the stress away. Which took the stress away. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so fucking backwards. We're so backwards. Well, and that's the thing about the schedule in your day-to-day life is the stress is going to be there if you don't have the schedule. Right. The schedule helps you manage the stress. Yeah, my lists of stuff I got to get done. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jared was over the other day and he saw my list of crap to get done. And he's like, this looks like a list uh, a wife would make for a husband of crap to get done around the house. Only you made it for yourself. So, <laughs> I mean, take that as you will. <laughs> I saw some uh, meme today where it was like, like, uh, is there still romance in your marriage? And the husband answers... Uh, or the wife answers. Uh, I left him a uh, uh, a bunch of post-it notes in the shape of a heart on the mirror. And then the husband's response is, yeah, but each one had a task to do. On it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's the thing. Even if you don't have kids in, in or pets and you're just in a house together with another person, 
there's shit you gotta do. There's always shit. You're going in a house together by you're together. You're in a house by yourself. You're like you still gotta do dishes, you still there's, gotta do laundry. There's still something, Is right? The plumbing and, leaking. And I laugh because we've gotten to the my mom and dad always talk about how like no one cooks today. Like uh-huh. kids today don't cook. You know, like anyone with that under avocado the, toast. <laughs> their avocado toast and their takeout Thai food. <laughs> and um I like cooking, yeah. but I also understand the people who don't cook. Not only because maybe they don't have the um, knowledge about how to cook, but it's so fucking easy to just call up DoorDash and have food delivered from, you know, some local restaurant. And that's one less thing you have to think about. Yeah. One less task you have to accomplish. Like your time off, so to speak, can start sooner like from your work day. Like all of a sudden, like when you get because it used to be when I was a kid. My mom got done around like three-ish maybe my dad got done around six-ish so when my mom got home she had to make sure that you know we hadn't burnt the house down that we were doing you know doing our homework whatever she'd start making dinner so that when my dad got home at six we could all eat dinner together at 6 30 right and after that my dad would then go downstairs and start a second job and my mom would catch up on the rest of it you know mail uh she got to fix a a uh, hole in somebody's sock, you know, whatever. And they just don't stop. They yeah. don't stop. And so if my mom had had the ability to be like, I'm going to save myself for an hour of time, DoorDash, you know, chicken pot pies to the house or whatever from a local restaurant. She would have done it. She would have done it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my my mom is a penny pincher, so maybe she wouldn't have. But, yeah. but still, if that type of was available to her, that type of time-saving... She would have found a way to use it. Yeah. And I think we all do. And it. so, again, when they sit there and they're like, kids today don't cook. I'm like, well, you know what? If you didn't have to cook, you probably wouldn't have. And you know what? Kids today also have to answer their boss's emails two yeah. hours after they left the office. It's true. Like the minute shit, you stepped so. out of the dental office, your job was done. Yeah. The minute my dad walked away from school, that's not true. He had homework to grade. But like he wasn't getting hounded by... Uh, his principal. principals or yeah. superintendents when he was uh, at home. That's my favorite meme in the history of memes is mm. old economy Steve. What's old was, economy Steve? It was just like a picture from a yearbook from like 1978 or something. It was okay. just this like high school senior with a big smile on his face and a mustache and shaggy hair. Nice. And it, it would just say stuff like uh, graduated <laughs> high school, immediately got a good paying job or bought a house at 21, <laughs> isn't in debt. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Well, well, I I laugh about that because my dad, when Mandy and I bought our house, my dad came out here to help us because he worked in real estate. He did appraisals. He eventually sold some houses type of thing. So he was helping us walk through the process or do the process. And he was just shocked at the cost of the house. And understandable. It's Los Angeles market. And I was like, so talk to me about, you know, when you, but, but here's the other thing. We got a low interest mortgage. Like our rate was below 3%. And he's like, "Oh my God! Like when my when your mother and I bought our first house, our our interest rate was like seventeen percent or fourteen percent because at the time, you know, in the late seventies, early eighties, that's what the interest rate was. But the house was probably forty exactly. And like, how much was your house? And he's like, "Well, I'm like, exactly. <laughs> it's different. It's yeah. different. You know, it's like you could buy. He's always like, why don't you buy like a uh, a, what's it called? Uh, like a two Two, oh, that's like a uh, like a duplex. It's like, so you rent out one half of it, 
and you're living in the other half, and the rent from the first half pays for the second half. I'm like, because out here in Los Angeles, that's like a million two. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how anyone would do that. Plus, what kind of degenerates renting out that other? (laughs) (laughs) Also that. (laughs) Also that. Uh, One of my actor friends. Gross. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's no... There's no good way to take a vacation. I think I think everyone needs to swallow that. Like you're gonna miss out on stuff. You're going to miss out on work emails. You're gonna miss out on opportunities. You're gonna miss out on events. But it's worth it. It's worth it. You know the 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 payoff is huge. Those. Like Brad was saying earlier, like you're going to be more productive at work when you're rested and you're healthy. You're going to be more uh, connected with your family after you've had time to recharge. And I think we all need to put our foot down in our lives. Not even I'm not even talking about work because a lot of my issues come from me of not me of me not wanting to take a break. Yeah. I think a lot of us have to do that. A lot of us have to fucking buckle down and be like, shut the fuck up, brain. We're going to Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to the shore. Or we're going to fucking go hike, you know, go up to a cabin in the mountains for three yeah. days. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive at all. But you need to take a break and don't be afraid of taking a break. Yeah. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make everyone around you feel better. It's going to make you less of an asshole. One of my favorite uh, Seinfeld bits of all time. I think it's the first episode of the last season. Mm. They're sitting at the diner, Jerry and George, and they got newspapers up in front of their face. And then Jerry lowers his newspaper and he's grown a mustache. And he's like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And George is like, I don't know. I don't know. And Jerry Jerry says, you said we were taking a vacation. A vacation from ourselves. <laughs> oh, I think of that a lot. That's Just, sad. got to take a vacation from myself. That's so sad. But I love the idea that the the way they did that was just to grow mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you about my Jason Alexander story? No. Oh, my God. So the first year I was out here, I got cast in a musical, which is rare. And it was Forever Plaid, which is this uh, doo-wop, uh, <laughs> a doo-wop musical with four-part harmony. It's mm-hmm. a really tough show, and we had two weeks to learn it and put it up. And so we were fucking stressed, the four guys. Like, we're trying to, we're learning choreography, we're learning the music, we're trying to figure out the harmonies, we're not getting it, because, you know, there's no fucking time. Yeah. So we're at this, uh, we're at this uh, studio here in Los Angeles, a stellar, was a stellar ad? No, what's it called? It was, uh, uh, who was uh, Kara Russell's mother? Debbie Reynolds. It was the Debbie Reynolds studio, right, which is this big place for a bunch of dance uh, rooms that you can rent out, and we're rehearsing there. And we're like, we just finished doing like a dance rehearsal. Like, all right, guys, you got 15 minutes. Now we're out in the hallway. We're going over our harmonies. We're like, you're missing this. Oh, you're flat on that. You're doing this. And Jason Alexander is rehearsing how to succeed. I was a how to succeed in business. He took a show to Broadway and he rehearsed it out of Los Angeles. And he was just at Debbie Reynolds rehearsing. And he was on like a 15 minute break. And he heard us singing and he just kind of wandered over to the four of us. And he's like, hey, you guys sound, you guys sound pretty good. And we're like, not now, Jason Alexander. <laughs> We're trying to learn his harmony. And I'm looking back at it and I'm like, 
you're a fucking idiot, Adam. You're just such an asshole. This huge celebrity is giving you this compliment, and you're like, I'm trying to learn my part on Chain Gang, and you're slowing me down, George Costanza. (laughs) God damn it. Mistakes. Anyway. um, uh, I've always wanted to... uh... I always wanted to run into uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Okay, that's she's one of my celebrity crushes. She's amazing. Yeah, super talented. She uh, she said though once that her the thing she hates the most is uh, that anytime she's in a public restroom, somebody will be in the stall next to her, and they're like, "Hey, can you spare a square?" Oh my god! They, they always think it's funny, and she's like, ah, "I'm just trying to do people. my business." I hate you people. Let me take a dump alone in peace. Uh. My biggest celebrity story is I got to throw a boulder at William Shatner once. Really? Yeah. Did you hit him? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> we were, it was uh, the, at the Annie Awards, which is like the Oscars for animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we would volunteer uh, every year for it and just, you know, kind of help out backstage and stuff. And, you know, everybody was there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Patrick Warburton, the guy who does Optimus Prime. Sure, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth Green, like all these people. And uh, so Shatner was hosting this year. And uh, um, they wanted to recreate the uh, the famous like Star Trek uh, fight with the lizard. Oh, the lizard so fight! Yeah, yeah where he wings. has his shirt off, and yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to stand in the wings and chuck a boulder at him. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah, it was funny when I met him because he was like Bill, and he sticks out his hand. And for some reason, I stopped like three feet away from him and stuck my arm out and then leaned. <laughs> it's, it's like I can't get close to Billy. <laughs> Can't do it. I'm gonna ruin the magic. <laughs> oh my god. Um take a break. Take a break. Um find a way to do it. And I don't mean escaping for fifteen minutes for a cigarette or listening to your favorite podcast on your drive into work. <laughs> I mean find a way to take a weekend, take a week, and really get away from your life and your obligations and decompress yeah it's gonna make you so much happier and healthier mm-hmm. and i i know and again i know that we're people listening may not have the means to do something like fly to tahiti i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like maybe just go visit a cousin yeah go visit a cousin yeah you know yeah. like fucking drive uh drive an hour to the beach and lay on the beach for a day yeah you know, and then wrong? drive home. You then, don't yeah. even have to like rent a exactly. What's the cost room. to park on the beach? Like ten to twenty bucks. You know, yeah, twenty dollars. Take and, somebody you love with you. Exactly. Like, and and find or somebody you should love <laughs> and, and you don't you anymore. Been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you haven't been taking vacations. Exactly. Together. See, way to go. Way to pull it full circle, Brad. <laughs> way to go. Yeah. Um, we love you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep fighting.